Welcome to Tia's Table, where we talk about making fitness and wellness doable for busy women like you and me. Looking for healthy meal ideas, workout motivation, and good conversation? Don't worry, I got you, girl. Sit back, grab a snack, and let's have some girl talk. Hey, girl, welcome back to a new episode of Tia's Table. You will not believe this, but this is actually the second time I'm calling you. I actually called you a few days ago, girl, and while I was uploading... That conversation to my computer, the power went out. I had to go to the basement, flip the switch in the box, came back to my computer, turned the computer back on, and of course, our conversation was gone. And technically, while I still had the conversation saved in my phone, so I could have started the process all the way back over again, deep down inside, girl, I knew I just wanted to call you back anyway. So here we are for take two of this conversation. I'm excited about it. I really love this time of year. It's a great time to reflect. I normally do a year-end review for myself in December so that I can give myself a, a nice start to the new year. You know, I normally pick out a word for the year and I allow that word to kind of be like my theme for the year as far as how um, I'll be intentional about like spending my time and creating memories and all of that. So in an attempt to focus more on total wellness in 2023, I wanted to kind of talk to you about how I do my year in review, what's included in it, so that maybe you'll consider doing one of your own before the new year. How about that? Well, before we get started, if you're new here, I'm Tia, a certified group fitness instructor and behavior change coach. I help women develop habits that align with their health, fitness, and wellness goals that they can sustain for the rest of their life. If you are a person in need of help creating momentum, you need some consistency, you want someone to help hold you accountable to the goals you create for yourself, girl, call me, email me, message me. You can email me at tiavfitness at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram at tiavfitness and I would love to set up a consultation call with you. So yes, let's get right into what is on our table for the month of December. And it's not a recipe this month. This month, I wanted to talk to everyone about something that has recently come to my attention through the course that I've been taking. So as you know, I'm currently earning a nutrition expert cert, right? So we've been learning a lot about food, food science, and we just wrapped our series on macros and metabolism. And logging your calories and counting your macros has made me pay more attention to food labels and nutrition facts. Mainly when I'm going out to eat, I'm pretty good about you know what I make at home and I know that stuff is gonna fit into my calories and my macros with no problem. When going out to eat, I have started looking at nutrition facts on a restaurant's menu. And I have been so surprised at what I have seen. One of my clients, um, she eats pretty much like a vegan um, meal plan, right? She sent me this delicious looking veggie sandwich one day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. Like, where did you get it from? We have the same deli here where I live. So I was like, oh, girl, say less. Next week, I'm going to go. I'm going to get this sandwich. 
I pull up the menu online because I'm going to like go up there. I'm going to customize my sandwich. I'm going to order it and I'm going to go through their drive-thru and pick it up, right? I read those nutrition facts and that sandwich was 680 calories. It was only 15 grams of protein and it was like 80 grams of carbs. And I haven't even eaten a side yet. Like, this is only the sandwich. And while this sandwich is a perfect choice for the woman that I'm coaching, because she, you know, she eats a vegan meal plan. Um, So it's great for her. It's full of calories. It's got protein. It's got plenty of carbs. Like, she's great. And that makes me sad. It makes me kind of want to try to be a vegan. (laughs) But for me... I'm like, oh no, I can't eat this sandwich because even though it is a veggie sandwich with avocado on it, it's going to blow my calories out of the water. It's going to definitely not give me as much protein as I need because I need about 30 grams of protein per meal. Um, So I'm not going to get nearly as much protein as I need and it's definitely going to give me way too many carbs. Um, So even though it was a healthy sandwich and it is a good choice and it it says all the right things on paper, girl, I had to treat that sandwich like you would treat a man. Like he looks good on paper, but he's not for me, right? I had to look at that sandwich and say, sandwich, girl, even though you're saying all the right things, you and I, we cannot, we cannot be. Unless I'm going to use this as like my treat meal for the week. And let's face it, I'm not... I am not using a vegetable sandwich (laughs) as my treat meal. No, thank you. No, 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 no. So I shared that example to point out that sometimes when you're going out to eat, and I know a lot of us will be eating out quite a bit between now and the beginning of the year. When you're going out to eat, if it's a meal that you would prefer for it to be like on plan for you, like you're not planning on splurging or just like eating whatever you want, definitely start looking at the nutrition facts on the menus or on the websites before you order your food. Because just because something looks really healthy or just because it's full of veggies or whatever, girl, when you look at that nutrition fact, it might say something completely different that just wouldn't work for you, which means that you may as well eat something that you really want, right? So I looked at those nutrition facts and I saw what it said, whatever. And I said to myself, well, oh, I may as well just go to my favorite um, taco spot and get my three little tacos. Because number one, that's going to give me all of the protein that I need is probably going to be end up being the same amount of carbs as in this sandwich. Um, But, you know, at least I would have gotten the protein and I would get it in like fewer calories, actually. So just because something looks healthy and the picture is nice and it's saying all the right things, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for your numbers. So if you are counting calories or macros or you're even if you're just now getting into that, make sure that you're reading those nutrition facts when you are going out to eat. Um, Because you would be surprised at how many of these healthy meals are going to completely blow your numbers out of the water. And I don't want that for you. Now, of course, and this is just a, you know, a friendly reminder. When you're going out to eat and it's like your treat meal, like no one's reading nutrition facts for that. Like when I go on date night or I'm just going out to eat and I know like I meet my girlfriends or whatever, 
I'm not reading nutrition facts for that because I've already planned ahead. And so I know, oh, when I go out to eat, you know, this weekend for date night, I'm going to get whatever I want because that is my designated treat meal for the week. So, you know, just want to throw that out there. That's why meal planning is so important when we know where we're going to be eating and how our days and all of that is shaken out ahead of time, we can kind of plan for that. So, you know, so to just apply that to this, I could not have that sandwich the other day because I know Saturday night when I go on a date, I'm going to want to eat or drink or do whatever I want to do. So I couldn't have the sandwich the other day because that would have given me more than one treat meal in a seven day Um, time span. And right now I'm just not planning for that. So girls, check those nutrition facts when you're eating out, because I have been very, very surprised at how some of these salads and sandwiches and wraps have been shaking out after I see the facts. So, okay, moving on to what our main topic of this call is going to be about, right? Like I said, I like doing a year-end review because it allows me to kind of take a look back at how I spent my time this year, what my energy went towards, what I feel may have really like drained me or what I feel I, I didn't like, what my areas of improvement might be, things that I really enjoyed, things that made me really happy. Uh, I try to reflect on Um, times where I felt like I was just in a really good zone and like the vibes were just right. And that allows me to look ahead to the new year and say, okay, I need to be doing less of this and more of this. And how can I make sure that I'm doing that on a regular basis so that I always feel like I'm thriving, like I'm, you know, doing my best to just create nothing but good vibes, right? Like how can I make sure that my little party of one continues to be like the most happening place that I want to be. And this is how I do it. So another thing that I've learned in this class that I'm taking is the concept of what they call deep health. Deep health to me sounds like what balance is to other people. So you hear people all the time talk about creating balance. I want work-life balance. I want this and this balance. I want to feel like balanced and whatever. And we're all trying to chase whatever balance is supposed to be. And you always feel like you're chasing it. I don't know that anyone ever really gets it. Maybe for little small amounts of time, people might feel like, whoo, like things are good. And that's typically when all of your laundry is done. When all of my laundry is done and it's not one item in that laundry basket, I feel like I can breathe. And for just a moment, I feel like, wow, there's literally nothing for me to do. And for just a second until someone takes their clothes off, I feel like I might have a shred of balance. And a long time ago, I determined that, number one, I was going to stop fighting the laundry. That's first and foremost. And then number two, I was going to stop trying to chase balance because it was, (laughs) it was literally wearing me out. So when I learned about the concept of deep health, I was like, oh, totally, this is it. I need to start practicing this because what this will do is it will allow me to focus on different areas of my life at a time. And I can kind of assess 
what needs um, my life may be in need of most. And I can prioritize my wellness based on what I'm looking at on a piece of paper, right? So this is how I do it. So the deep health concept breaks your life down into six different areas, right? And so on a piece of paper, I'll write down relational, which basically covers your relationships. So the feeling of being connected and authentic with other people, um, feeling supported and like you belong. So I'll write down relational and I'll um, maybe I'll try to think of maybe some big memories from the year. And I'll say, oh, I really enjoyed um, when me and my husband went to Vegas and we went to a concert. Like, I love that. I really love taking my kids to the fair with my mom. I really loved um, going to my baby nephew's birthday party. Um, I really loved pretty much doing anything that was like family or, you know, family, F-R-A-M-I-L-Y. I really love anytime I'm able to get with the people who I feel like truly know me that I don't have to have a guard up around. Um, because it's always such a good time. So I try to think of any time throughout the year that I was able to achieve that. And I write those memories down. Then I'll write down, well, if there was an area of improvement for my relationships, what would they be? And so for me, maybe I would write down, "Mm, I really wish that between all of these really fun moments and trips or whatever, I really wish I could connect with people more on a regular basis. So maybe that's like phone calls or maybe that's being intentional with texting or sending little thoughtful things in the mail or like, what can I do to help build stronger relationships on my end? Um, Things that make me feel good. So this is not about anybody else and what I get from anybody else. This is, this is truly all about like you, right? So it makes me feel good when I text my friends and say like, hey girl, I hope you have a good day, whatever. Maybe you cash app somebody some coffee money or lunch money or something like that. Like it makes me feel good when I feel as if I really am being the best friend I can be or the best sister that I can be, the best daughter I can be, the best wife, mom, whatever. So I I try to write down things that maybe I would like to do in the new year. So for example, um, I would assume that some of the people listening to this, you might have children. So as a mom, I would write down things that I want to do with my kids in the new year. Like I want to take them here. I want to take them there. I want to show them this. I want to do these things with them in the next year. Write those things down. Boom. I do the same thing when it comes to my relationship with my husband. What are some things that I would like to do with him in the coming year? Write those things down. Like just off the top of my head, number one, I'm like, we should definitely go on more dates next year. I feel like we are together all the time, but is that time intentional like date night? I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like, you know, that's, that's my, my boo. So I want to hang out with him outside of our home, you know, but date home date nights are a whole nother thing. And maybe that should be a whole nother episode for people who have children and you try to do the whole like marriage thing, but at home, but anyway, So yes, maybe I want to do more date nights. Maybe um, we want to start hanging out with other couples or just doing other things, right? Um, Then you think about maybe your relationship with with your girlfriends, with friends. 
how can we stay connected and make sure that our friendship is really strong without necessarily having to do like so much planning because nobody wants to add more planning onto their plate, right? But we could probably commit to like a quick FaceTime chat every now and again throughout the year or something like that. So those are the things that I would write down as far as things I would like to do or areas of improvement for myself, right? Then moving on to physical, do I feel vibrant? Do I feel like I have enough energy? Am I getting enough sleep? Do I feel like my body is performing and functioning the way that it needs to based on how old I am? I'm 39 years old and sometimes I feel just extremely burnt out and tired. And I think that's um, because of the speed at which I move through the day. I know that has a lot to do with it. I know my sleep probably has a lot to do with it. Um, but then also the flip side to that is I think because I do work out and I eat really well, I would say that my energy doesn't necessarily suffer considering I could probably be getting better or more sleep, you know, um, because my body is trained to kind of do hard work. So physically, I like to assess how I feel about myself. Do I like the current workout situation that I have going on? What might my goals be for the new year? What areas could I be improving in as far as, um, you know, my physical body goes? I am about to turn 40. Um, well, no, not this coming year, but in 2024, I'll turn 40. So I definitely need to learn about like going and getting a mammogram. And for some people, I think you can get a mammogram much sooner, but my insurance will not cover you until you are 40. So um, I still have another year to wait. But all of those things, like what kind of things, checkups should I be getting done? You know, what do I have to look forward to as someone who is coming in into their 40s? What body changes can I expect? learning more about that and then creating reasonable goals for myself physically around where I think um, I'm at right now as we shut shut down a, a whole year. 2022 has got to be one of the fastest years that has ever taken place, I'm convinced. So then the next area of life that I like to kind of reflect on is emotional. What were my range of emotions all throughout 2022? Do I feel like I spent the majority of my time being frustrated and irritated, annoyed, burnout and tired? Or do I feel like I spent a healthy amount of time being happy and full of joy and excited and, you know, some some other positive emotions that um, <laughs> you probably would prefer to spend, you know, your your time in, right? Um, so I'll write that down. And then if I can, which I know this one's kind of hard to do at the end of the year, unless you like keep a diary or a journal, which I do not. Um, but if you do, that's great because you can kind of like kind of flip through it and see and remind yourself of things that may have happened. But if I can remember things that caused certain big emotions or for emotions to just kind of drag out a lot longer than I would have preferred for them to, I'll write that down. Like I'll write down things that made me mad or irritated or I'll write down, um, and this is a very small thing, but it is something that comes to mind. I'll write down like, girl, every time you would go get your nails done, you would be irritated because of this, this, and this. So you need to find a new nail place because 
No one needs to be irritated on that level twice a month, right? Little small things. I'm a big believer in the little small things and how they create a domino effect for you. So if something very, very small, like um, let's say you're going to get your hair done, your appointment is supposed to be at 11, girl, she don't start on you until 12, 15, and it's like that every time you go, well, then guess what? We need a new hairdresser, okay? Yeah, we do. We need a new one because we don't need to have those type of emotions every time we get our hair done. And that's frustrating and it doesn't leave us in a good mood. Um, So I try to think of things that cause me to um, just have bad vibes and I try to eliminate those or limit those as much as I can moving into the new year. Um, But first I have to acknowledge what they are. And then I try to also reflect on how I expressed my emotions all throughout the year. So when I was upset and frustrated, like how did I handle that? Well, I normally handle it pretty, pretty well. I mean, you have to go real far with me for me to show out on you. I don't typically flip the switch that quick. I normally give people a lot of chances before I just blow up. Um, so for that one, I, I rarely ever have anything to write down, but I do like to acknowledge and reflect on how I express my emotions. And then sometimes what that has also taught me is that sometimes Tia, you need to speak up, right? Sometimes you're like, okay, it's all right. You know, grab your stuff and you walk out to your car because you don't want to be on somebody's social media going off in a public place, right? We don't want that to happen to us because we know, we know if you're at the nail place and you're the person that starts to show out, girl, you about to be on somebody's social media. And I don't want that for myself, right? So I, you know, we try to keep it together. But then there are times where I feel like, Tia, you should have spoke spoken up for yourself and you didn't. So this one also helps me realize that maybe I do have some areas where I need to grow because at at the end of the day, I tell myself, you're about to be 40 years old. If you can't speak up any louder for yourself now, when, 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 when will it be, Tia? When will it be? When will it be? Don't let these good years pass you by. So that one is also good for that too. So you got to know when to, you know, be like, oh girl, you know, let's not show out. Let's go get in the car. And then you also have to know when to show up to a place with Vaseline on your face and your earrings off, ready to, ready to bust it down, right? You got to know the appropriate way to deal with the situation. Moving on, the the next one is all about feeling a sense of meaning and purpose in your life. So I'll try to think about work because we spend a lot of time working and I spend a lot of time studying. So this one allows me to kind of say to myself, do I feel like the work I'm doing doesn't mean anything? Do I feel like it means anything? Do I feel like I've helped people? Do I feel like I help people in an authentic way? Do I feel like um, I was honest in my efforts to really help women? Um, do I feel like there are areas that I could be improving on and, and as far as like my customer service might be or as far as my ability to keep retaining information because a big part of um, what I feel my purpose is, is to continue to learn things, right? So that I can give that information out to people when they need it. Um, So I try to think about what I feel my meaning and purpose in life is. And then I try to assess whether or not 
I feel like I'm doing my best to truly live my purpose and then allow my purpose to be a gift to other people. So for you, that could be work-related. For some people, that might be related to volunteer work that you do, or maybe you're active in your community in another way. Um, Maybe you have a special gift that you use um, and you're able to offer it to people. Maybe like you sing in your choir or you... um, or a volunteer librarian at a local library or something like that. Girl, I don't know. But if you feel like you know what your purpose is for your life, what are you doing with it? That's what this section is for. Like, what are you doing with it? Do you feel like you are truly being able to, um, you know, give your gift to the world in a way that you feel is being received the way you intend for it to be, right? So that's what that one is all about. Then the next one is all about our mental health. And I feel like when people think about mental health, they think of being diagnosed with something or maybe like going to a therapist. And that's very real, too. Um, But for this particular activity, I think of mental health as basically what it means. Like, girl, how is your brain functioning? Are you alert? Are you focused? How many times out of a day do you walk into a room and you forgot what you went in there to get? Like, how often is that happening to you, Tia? Probably way too many times, right? How often is it that I'm on my way to the grocery store and girl, I don't forgot the list at home. I forgot the coupons at home. The list probably only had three things on it. I can only remember one of the things like, that, like how sharp is your brain? Um, <laughs> and what's funny to me about that is I feel like certain things I can remember really, really well and certain things I just can't. Ask me about the digestive tract and I can probably give you a rundown on how it works. Ask me what I'm supposed to pick up at the grocery store later on this afternoon and girl, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no, which is why I rely so heavily on all of the apps that I talk about up here all the time. Um, But yes, how is my brain functioning? Do I feel like I'm able to learn and remember things? Do I feel like I'm still really sharp when solving problems? I like to try to reflect on how fuzzy I might feel like my brain might be um, or has been all throughout the year. Or do I feel like I'm in a clear mental space? Where information comes in and information can go out very easily. Like, do I feel like I'm operating on all cylinders or do I feel like I truly need to put some type of system in place to help me remember things better? Um, and in and in a moment of transparency, I probably do need to have some type of system in place that says like, oh, these are all of the appointments. These are all of the things. And like, it reminds me on my phone. Like I probably need to set that up for myself because right now I, I solely rely on my brain's ability to remember it. And it's only by, it is truly only by the grace of Beyonce that I am able to remember anything that we even make it to things on time because girl, Like when I mean to tell you my brain be all over the place, it is all over the place. And one thing that I do like to write down in this section is if I feel like I've been just doing too much, because sometimes that's just brain overload, right? Um, And I think one thing that I'm not the best about 
is being able to truly focus on one thing at a time. Like I feel like the only time I'm truly ever focused and in the moment with one thing at a time is is when one of my ladies is calling me or like texting me. Then I'm able to like zone everything else out and I can respond to them. But in the background of that, I have 8 million things going on all the time. That's why um, when we were doing the step challenge, People were like, how do you have that many steps? It's only like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, girl, because that's just how my that's just how my life shapes up. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just too many things going on at one time. And I like to write that down in the mental space um, so that I can try to do better about like just planning things out so that, you know, my brain can receive info and then put it back out without me having to rely on. 8 million reminders and all these lists that I can't even remember where I put them. Like it's a mess. So I like to write things down like that there. Then the, the last one is environmental. Knowing that my everyday surroundings support my health and well-being. So do I feel safe and secure? Like in my home and in my community? For me, that is a yes. Um, Do I feel like the... Places that I frequent on a regular basis. Do I feel pretty okay with going to those places? Yes. Um, when I'm <laughs> frequenting different businesses, do I feel like they are supportive of my overall well-being? Um, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with maybe some of the places you go for some of the services that you might be getting. If you leave, because let's face it, women have 8 million appointments that we're going to all the time. I really do feel this way. And I feel like if I'm going somewhere once or twice a month, it's got to be it's got to be good. Like I can't leave you feeling any kind of way. I need to be able to go, enjoy my time there. I need to be happy with what I'm receiving for the money that I'm paying and then go. Like, I'm going to need you to be on time because I'm going to be on time, right? Girl, unless I forget because I don't use a reminder service, but that rarely ever happens. Um, Ooh, because I like <laughs> doing business with businesses that send those um, reminder texts and they're like, hey girl, your lash appointment is in an hour. The woman that owns the lash um, company that I go to and you, she's phenomenal she will send me a reminder like days before, the day before, and an hour before. Because she does not want you to be late because she respects her time and I respect her for that. And I love going to her. She's a great example for this. She's a locally owned business in my community. She's a young black woman. So I love that. I go, I show up on time. She's always ready. I never have to wait. I walk right in. I lay right down on that table. I go to sleep for two hours. And when I wake up, boom, lashes that are popping. I pay and tip and then I go. And it's just wonderful. Like she has the best customer service. Like I love her. If you live near me and you know if you do and if you want lashes, let me put you on to my girl. Um, she gets booked up. And like when she's booked, she's booked. That's it. There's nothing she can do about it. Um, but that just goes to show like how absolutely amazing she is with the customer service and all of that. And I consider things like that to be a part of my environment, places that I'm going all the time. And that goes all the way down to a grocery store. Girl, if you always are at your grocery store, they never have lanes open. The lines are always super long and you leave there frustrated and annoyed. 
it might be time to switch it up and start going somewhere else so that you can just keep your own vibes clear of frustration. So once you write down all of those and you kind of take a look at your year, you have a good idea of um, how your year went, you can then start looking towards the new year, 2023, and you can say, okay, well, this is how 2022 went. It was it was great, but you know, here are some things that I would like to change. And based on the changes that I would like to make, I might have to make some choices for myself that um, might be a little uncomfortable in the beginning, right? Because change is never it's never as easy as we would like for it to be. Um, but what I always like to remind myself is that I want to do what it takes um, to take myself to a much deeper and more meaningful. Um, well-experienced life. Like I always want to be a party of one, right? And by that, I mean, not that I mean I want to go through life by myself. What By that, I mean, I always want to feel like I got my own personal party going because that just makes life so much better. Like it just makes life so much more fun when I feel like I'm just bopping around. People that know me will joke and say that I have created like a little bubble, for myself. And if you know me and you've talked to me on a regular basis, you'll know, like I have my places that I go. This is what I do. Boom, boom, boom. And I always probably appear to be in a good mood. And I would say 95% of the time I am. Um, And that's because I try to limit or completely eliminate anything that throws the vibes off. And if I, and that has nothing to do with other people. It has everything to do with me. If I feel like, ooh, like my vibes are not going to be right if I go here, if I do this, or if I have to whatever, then I'll just be like, oh, girl, then we probably don't have to do it. Or we need to find another way to do it so that we can feel like we are prioritizing our own well-being and our own energy above everything else. Um, I think this is a great thing to put in place maybe on a monthly basis. I know I'm going to try that in 2023, um, making sure that at the beginning of each month when I'm looking at you know my month at a glance and all the things that I have to do and places we have to be and work that needs to be done, I'm also going to sit here and write down relational, physical, emotional, meaning of life, mental and environmental. And I'm going to just do a quick check and say, Oh, this month, what could I do to maybe feed my relationships? Do that, right? I'll say, oh, this month, which physical, you know, we kind of do that on a weekly and regular basis. But physical, I'll say, oh, you know, do I need to go to the doctor or anything like that? Like, nah, sis, you good. Um, <laughs> keep that copay. So we'll address that. I'll say emotionally, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I need to like, maybe chat with a therapist or do I feel like I maybe need to just look in the mirror and eserate myself back to, you know, a version of myself that does not have time to be wasting her energy on certain emotions? Yes, probably. So I'll check that off. Meaning of purpose. How is how is life going? Do you feel like you are offering what you have to give to the world in a way that still really means... um something to you or means something to the people that are receiving it. Yes, yes, and yes. Mental, how do you feel? Like, girl, you feel like you still need to get some more sleep. Got it. Environmental, is there anything happening in your environment that you feel like is impeding 
your progress to be your best self? And if so, girl, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get that out of your life because you don't need it. So when we go through that on a monthly basis, I think that also allows us to prioritize our self-care because it'll really allow you to kind of focus on what you need the most in that time. So maybe some months you might feel like, oh, I really need some good girlfriend time. So you'll do what it takes to make sure that you get that time and you'll feel so full, recharged um, and re-energized from that. Some months you might say like, oh, I've been feeling um, just really, you know, tired. I've just been feeling like I need a break or I just need to like completely just give myself some deep, deep rest time. And so you might say, well, maybe I'll take a couple days off from work and I'll just really give my brain a chance to like shut down for a <laughs> for a little bit so I can have less to think about. And when I go back to work or I, you know, come back from vacation, you know, my brain will be like ready to kind of take on everything that it has to hold. I feel like enough people don't talk about that. Like the mental capacity that it takes to be a woman, you literally have to remember so many things, all of them, all the time for not just you, but for like everybody else, even stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you. People will call you and expect for you to have the answers. I'm like, I don't have the answers. I don't work here. I don't work. I cannot tell you how many times when I'm out minding my own business, shopping, doing whatever, somebody will walk up to me like I work at Home Goods and ask me a question. And I'll be like, ma'am, do you not see me pushing a cart? Like I'm in here shopping like you. What makes you think that I know where that item is? I don't know no SKU numbers. I don't even think Home Goods has aisle numbers. Like, ma'am, I'm in here wandering, lollygagging, and letting things fall into my cart just like you. I do not work here. But people think you're supposed to have all the answers. They do. And truly, the only time I give people like that grace is if they're really old. Like, if you're old enough to be my grandma and you come to me at with the right energy on the right day, I might try to help you find that spatula with Charlie Brown on it in here for Christmas time for your grandbaby. I might, I might, but for the most part, I'm going to be like, ma'am, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't work here. I don't work here. And I don't even know how I got there, but that just came out. Um, But yeah, have non-negotiables for yourself. I have non-negotiables for myself. There are just certain things that I am going to do. And then there are also things that, girl, I'm just not. And I feel like this has also improved my overall quality of life. Certain things I'm not going to do. Certain things I'm going to do them no matter what. For example, um, certain things, and I don't know if I've ever shared this here, but certain things I have a little bit of pause or uneasiness about them, right? I have a certain level of social anxiety, meaning that if you invite me to something, I'm one of those people that's going to want to know who all is over there, like who who all is going so that I can be comfortable and in a good space when I arrive at your function, right? If I ask you who all is going to be there and my spirit starts to feel a little uneasy, I might regretfully decline to come because I'm like, I don't want to do that to myself. Like, I don't want to spend a couple hours of my life 
um, being stressed, having so much anxiety. Like I don't want to put on a cute outfit and then end up sweating in it all night um, <laughs> because I'm at this thing with all these people and there's a lot of small talk. And as an Aquarius, small talk is like kryptonite for me. It's like poison. Like, oh my gosh, please don't make me do it. Please don't make me do it. So I like and prefer like small intimate gatherings where for the most part, I kind of know people or have an idea of who they are. And I feel as if I won't have to do a whole lot of the small talking. And we can actually have really good, like meaningful conversation, right? Non-negotiables. If I feel my own vibe change about something, it's probably a no for me. And I have learned to let that be okay. Um, Other non-negotiables for me, like I'm going to buy myself things if I feel like it's going to make my life easier or if it's going to make me happy. If I feel like something is truly going to bring me immense joy on a regular basis or it's going to make my life just easy and simple in some way, oh, please just know it's bought already. Please just know, like no hesitation, I'm buying it all the time, right? Non-negotiables. I'm going to treat myself to lunch every now and again because I like being able to eat in the peace and quiet of my own thoughts, right? Love that. That is a non-negotiable. If I am invited to something, on the flip side, if I'm invited to something and logistically I feel like it's like chaotic to do it, but I know at the end of the day, it's going to make me feel so good to have gone. Girl, I'm going to do it. Even though it sounds crazy to other people, like I'm going to do it if I feel like it may, it's going to make me happy. And that's one thing that I have learned recently within this past year is that whenever I know I will have regret about not doing something, I do it no matter what it takes. Because I would rather do it in all of its craziness and the ridiculousness that it might take for me to do it than to have the regret of not having done it, right? I learned that lesson and so now I'm like, oh no, if something really means a lot to me or I see the value in doing something, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna do it because I don't wanna live with the regret of not having done it. Um, So hopefully all of us in 2023 can do more of the things that bring us joy Maybe you too will consider doing a personal year-end review. Maybe this is something that you'll adopt for yourself in 2023 and you'll start to evaluate things on a monthly basis because I really do think that this will have a huge impact on total wellness um, for all of us. I think working out, drinking water, getting good sleep, eating really great healthy meals and all of that is like the foundation. And I know we spent a lot of time here talking about that, but I like to think of that as truly like the foundation for life. Like those are the basics that we should all be doing. And then to really have a life that you feel like you're thriving in, I think it takes doing the work in some of these other areas of life and really being intentional about them. That's why I think it's so important that when you are, um, looking at what truly means the most to you, you prioritize those things in a way that allows you to actually experience them because life does move fast. 
time does not seem like it's slowing down for any of us. And using this strategy has really helped me um, just create memories in a way that feels really, really good. Um, So I thought I would share that today. Hopefully you find it helpful. If you want to chat about this with me, feel free to DM me on Instagram at TV Fitness. And I'd be more than happy to kind of like share maybe like a PDF or something like that. Mm, in hindsight, I probably should have put that in the newsletter for this month. But girl, that newsletter is already in your inbox at this point. So it's nothing we can do about it. The best I can probably do is put one on the website. And so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I will do that. Okay. All right. Moving right along to some of the random but relatable things that I think we can all either get a good laugh from or at least come to an agreement about. Right now, I know everyone is probably shopping. You're either shopping for other people or, girl, you are shopping for yourself and telling yourself it is a Christmas gift to you all for the rest of the year, right? Well, I have some things that I think you should either put on your Christmas list for someone else to get you or girl, just go ahead and start buying this self, wrapping it and saying this is a Christmas gift to you from you. I got to start off the holiday gift guide with the Flow Body Gym. I really had my doubts about it because I'm like, there's no way you're going to get a Pilates reformer experience on a yoga mat in your house. Like there's just absolutely no way. Oh my goodness. When I mean to tell you that system is worth the $200, it is worth every penny of the $200. Your body is going to feel so good after each class. They have free classes on their YouTube. They have like an on-demand subscription situation too. I'm not paying for any of their classes just yet. I've only been using the ones on YouTube and I feel like I'm I'm getting a great workout. Um, I think the last time I checked, um, one of the ladies that I'm coaching, she was able to buy one during their Black Friday sale or there was some type of email promo code thing that she was able to take advantage of. And when I told people about this on Instagram, people came back to me and they were like, oh my gosh, Tia, they're sold out. So I don't know if you need to get on like their email list if you're interested in getting one. I don't know if you should follow them on social media or their email. I don't know if they text these things out. I I don't know. Um, But if you're interested in getting one, kind of seek them out. And when they restock, girl, you might want to get one. The quality of the equipment was really, really good. And I know people are like, you basically paid $200 for a yoga mat. I had somebody DM me and say that. You basically paid $200 for a yoga mat and resistance bands. Really? No, you didn't. Um, because the way the equipment is set up, the way you're able to kind of loop the resistance bands through the yoga mat and use it like it is a reformer is something that you cannot get from the two items being two separate pieces of equipment that you would buy. Could you kind of do it yourself? Possibly, but it won't be the same. Like I'm convinced it won't be the same. And the workouts are phenomenal. Like they're so good. So that's number one on my holiday gift guide. Number two, that little hula hoop I got from Amazon, that has proven to be one of the best things that I can do on a day when I don't feel like doing anything. You will work up a sweat. It's fun. 
It's small, so it won't take up space in your house. It travels really well. So if you want to take it on the road with you when you go places, maybe over the summer, you absolutely could. And I feel like at the end of the day, that was a really good workout. Um, and there are a million of them on Amazon for you to pick from. I actually have some in my Amazon store. If you want to check out my Amazon store um, and you know get the exact one that I got, it's up there. I love that thing. Something else that I've been telling people to get for quite some time now, but I'm going to shoot it out there again, ankle and wrist weights. Ankle and wrist weights are great. You can use them in Pilates. You can add them to your yoga workout. I like putting mine on when I'm on the treadmill. And let's say it's a day where I say like, oh, I'm going to do a walk or I'm going to do a hike. I'll put on ankle and wrist weights just to intensify what I'm doing. I think everyone needs these. They make the smallest workout feel really, really good, especially if it's low impact. You'll feel so good at the end of your workout. And not for nothing, sometimes I'll put on my ankle weights when I'm just walking around the house doing stuff. Like I'll just wear them just to give myself a really good workout. Lululemon. I've shared previously that I was really happy with the things that I got from them, the quality is great. It washes and wears really well. I never have to adjust my leggings when I have them on. They, I, You put them on and then they stay where you put them. So I'll personally be asking for Lululemon gift cards for Christmas this year if someone asks me what I want. Listen, if you know me in real life and you want to bless me this Christmas, girl, you can e-gift card me some Lululemon <laughs> money so that I can continue to swap out all of my leggings with Lululemon. And I also most recently bought a cute two-piece from Nike, right? And I basically bought it for the print. I really wasn't planning on using it for working out. And I have to say that I prefer Lululemon over Nike. And I had to say it like that because Nike, lately, the stuff that I've been getting, I don't know. I just feel like the fit is not fitting the way that it used to. And so now I'm kind of feeling like Nike is cute to wear. Like I'm I'm still going to buy their stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to buy it because it's cute when you wear it. It gives like that whole like athleisure vibe that I like. Um, but I don't know that I really like working out in Nike as much anymore. Um, so Lululemon is that girl and everybody should try her out in 2023. And then lastly, and I know this one is a big one, but having that treadmill has been a godsend. Let me tell you, nothing has been better to me than being able to walk, run, or hike whenever I want to. When it's raining, when it's cold, when it's daylight savings, when I feel like my day has gotten away from me, when I feel like I might want to consider getting up super early and doing it, which, girl, because I'm always choose sleep. But at any time during the day when I'm like, okay, I have an hour to get something in, let me go down here, I can do it. Having that treadmill has truly changed my life in a way that I just, sometimes when I think about it, I just come up, I come up with nothing. I'm speechless. That is how much the treadmill has meant to me. If you are thinking about getting any large piece of fitness equipment 
And I know they are expensive. It does not matter who you buy it from. It doesn't matter what the brand is. Um, of course, different models have different features. And with those features come extra dollars. Um, but let's face it, treadmills are expensive no matter what. Um, so if you get one, you want to make sure that you're going to use it and you're going to, you want to make sure you really, really love it. Um, I love mine. Of course, I have the Peloton treadmill. The only other treadmill that I was even considering getting is the Nordic Track. Um, and that's because their treadmills have a much higher incline. Like you can go, I think up to 14 or 16, maybe on their treadmills. Um, but you know what? My Peloton goes up to 12 and a half. And girl, I feel like that's enough. I feel like I don't need to climb no higher than that. I ain't no mountain high enough. I'm good at 12.5, just where Peloton wants me to be, that we're, we're good right there. So if you're thinking about getting a treadmill, definitely take a look at all of the features that your model um, has and then see if there are some things that are on there that you could do without. That'll definitely help you save some money by selecting a different model. Now, what am I asking for for this Christmas? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't typically make like crazy Christmas lists or like I don't, um, I don't know. The whole gift exchanging thing. Me and my husband, of course, we exchange gifts, but we don't really like get into it, get into it because I feel like we give each other stuff all year long. Right. So the pressure isn't really there um, for for us at Christmas time. So with that being said, on my own Christmas list, girl, I normally just ask him for stuff I don't feel like buying myself. So (laughs) on this particular Christmas list this year, I'm probably going to ask for lots of different eye creams. Because since I am turning 39 in February, I feel like I want to start getting into um, you know, different serums and different creams. But girl, we all know the good ones cost a lot of money and you only get like what, one ounce or 1.5 ounces and the thing is like $80? Mm-mm. So I'm gonna let him spend his money on that. He can buy me all these creams so that I can try, try, try to determine which ones I like. And then, you know, I'll go out there and I'll replace them myself once I determine which ones are gonna work for me. So I'll, I think I'm gonna ask for lots of skincare because I really want to get into that next year. Um, and then I'm also going to ask for weights, like um, like racked weights. Like I want a bar and I want some 45s, some 25s, and probably some 10s. So that I can rack my own weight and get that kind of workout in at home. Um, I'm very excited about being able to do that. Um, ooh, I did not talk about this because I didn't do the workout report yet, but girl, I'm not even gonna hold you for the workout report. It's quick because I've been walking and doing Pilates, right? Um, because the 10,000 steps a day thing really did have a huge impact on my overall metabolism. Like I'm burning way more calories than I was previously while my body is just resting and doing like daily activities. And I love that. And I know that that's directly from being intentional about getting 10,000 steps a day. Um, 
but I, I go to the workout report very quickly because I think having racked weight at home is going to be like the missing piece for me on the days where I don't want to go to the gym, which by the way, my gym offered a Black Friday special where they were giving away, um, four private, like personal training sessions for $99. So in January, when my preferred gym location opens back up, um, I'm going to go to the gym and work out with a personal trainer and I'll be sure to share that experience with y'all here. Okay, back to what's random but yet relatable, right? On Netflix, I watched Pepsi Where's My Jet. It's a documentary that follows um, the story of this guy who collected enough Pepsi points to get a Harrier fighter jet. Um, and basically Pepsi was like, girl, no, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. That was a joke. And so it kind of tells the story of that legal process. And I thought that was super, super interesting. I also watched the Oprah interview with the creator of Abbott Elementary. Um, I think Quinta is so like smart and funny. And that interview was really, really profound for one. But then secondly, it really made me miss Oprah, like Oprah and her show. Do y'all realize that like when other people have celebrities on their show, they ask them questions that kind of, I don't know, it almost forces the celebrity to perform or entertain, right? When you go on Oprah's show, not that I've been up there yet, Anyway, um, but when you go on Oprah's show, you get the sense that she does not ask you to come up there to, you know, entertain her or anybody else. She really does just want to talk to you and she wants to give you a chance to tell your story. And I think that's what makes her interviews so good. And that was a really good one. I saw that one on HBO Max. Um, another thing that I'm watching on HBO Max right now is The Sex Life of College Girls. That's the Mindy Calling show. Um, it's in the second season, and that is just a good show. Like, it's good. It's funny. Um, I love the fact that the, the cast is very diverse, um, and all the ca- characters on that show are tolerable. Like, I like all of them. And you can normally, you, normally you can't say that about a show. But I actually like all of the leads on that show and even the supporting actors um, are just so enjoyable and like funny and it's a great watch. So if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out. Um, I did finish The Crown and I don't really have much to say about it other than that family really deserves any and everything that comes to them. And I'm still team Princess Diana and Prince Harry. And I can't wait for whatever season of The Crown is going to cover um, Prince Harry and Meghan, because you know Prince Harry has a book coming out. I think it comes out in January, and I can't wait to listen to that on Audible. I was told by a very trustworthy source that he's reading his book on there, so I can't wait to listen to that. Um, a couple of things that have been floating around Twitter, um, which is my favorite social media platform, that I kind of want to just chat about really quickly just to make sure all of us are on the same page before we close out this call, girl. Number one, people have something called a sick bowl. It's like a bowl that they get from their kitchen and they allow people to throw up in it when they're sick. And then apparently when the person is no longer sick, they bleach the bowl and then later on, they treat that bowl like a mixing bowl. Like they're making cakes in that bowl that people were throwing up in not too long ago. And I just have to say that that's not only disgusting, but it's probably not the best thing for anybody to be doing. 
I don't know what made them select a mixing bowl for the sick bowl. But when we were growing up, you pretty much just threw up in the toilet or the the nearest trash can. And that trash can is always lined with a bag, right? So I feel as if a mixing bowl really never has to come into play here. I also feel like if your family's going to have a mixing bowl as a sick bowl, it should never be a mixing bowl. It should just be a sick bowl. It's a sick bowl. You sanitize it when people are feeling very well and they're not sick. The second someone is sick, you pull that particular bowl back out. But that bowl is never then used to mix cakes and brownies and casseroles and all of that. I don't know how the sick bowl would ever make it into the kitchen. If it's a sick bowl, it should probably be kept in like the bathroom or like a hallway closet or somewhere that is nowhere near where someone could possibly accidentally grab it and use it as a popcorn bowl. No, 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 no. I feel like the less we know about people, the better off we're all going to be. Because see, now what that conversation on Twitter did for me, which I don't work in an office anymore, but if I did, that would make me say, oh no, I'm I'm good on the, the office crockpot situation. Like that holiday party where y'all are going to invite all these people to bring in home-cooked goods. We don't have to do that. That would make me be the person in the office that would say, you know what? Why don't we do this? But everybody just bring in something store-bought or like, A girl like me, I'm like, oh, yes, I'll just drive through Chipotle and buy like a tub of guacamole (laughs) and like a bag of Tostitos. That's what I'll be contributing to the office party. And I would encourage everyone else to do the same. We can have a hodgepodge of dips and small bites from all of these places that we go to on our lunch break anyway. How about that? But the sick bowl also being the cake bowl conversation on Twitter. If you have not seen it, girl, go up there and become disgusted because if I had to see it and read it, you do too. Another conversation that um, I've actually been talking to one of my friends about, and see, the thing is, she and I talked about this weeks ago. We talked about this weeks ago, and then it came up on Twitter where young people are starting to get like Botox and like things done to their face. Um, in our opinion, very prematurely. And then by the time you are like in your 30s, you don't look like you're in your 30s. You look much older. And I don't know what the science is behind that, but I feel like there's something there. Like when you start messing with your face too early, by the time you are of age, like you're a woman in her 30s, you look much older than what you are supposed to. And I don't know why that is or how that's possible. I don't know if that's bad product or a bad doctor or whatever. But I think the solution to this is number one, everyone becoming perfectly um, okay with the fact that we're all gonna age and change a little bit. And then number two, all of us being kind of like okay with the fact that it's fine if your face shows expression and emotion. Like when you smile or you're laughing or whatever, if you get lines in your face from laughing and smiling, like, girl, that's okay because 
when your face goes back to a resting position, those lines probably will not be there. Now, at some point, all of us will probably be of age, Lord willing, where we will have natural wrinkles that just, you know, that are just sitting there on full display. But I mean, is is that not the gift of life? Like I would prefer to have wrinkles. I really would. I would prefer it. If I'm old enough to have wrinkles, I think I'm going to be good with that. Like I'm going to just keep practicing. Really? That's why I'm asking for skincare for Christmas. So hello, everything is connected. That's why I'm asking for good skincare for Christmas. Because I'm like, oh, if we all start a proper skincare routine, girl, and it's never too late to make a good decision. So I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, or 60, it's never too late. If we start all slathering on some of these good products that are out here for us, we start using all these creams and serums and all the things. If we stay out of the sun or we use sunblock when we are in the sun, if we drink our water and mind our business, if we get really good sleep, if we eat really good healthy meals and we are practicing you know, our foundational habits, I feel like you could probably pass on the Botox, no? Am I wrong? Like, am I just not, am I, okay, and this is a fair argument and I am always willing to be less correct, right? So maybe I feel this way because wrinkles are not an issue for me right now. So, but maybe if wrinkles were an issue for me, and I had lines, maybe I would feel a little bit differently. Someone reach out to me and tap me on the shoulder if I'm wrong. But is is Botox always like the first line of defense for that? Like, do we try skincare first or do we kind of just accept the fact that like, oh, I laugh and smile a lot, so I might have lines here and there? I mean, I don't know, but I just think if you're in your 20s, and you're getting Botox like you haven't even given your face a chance to do anything yet. Like like me and my friend said, you don't even know what your face is going to look like. And your face is definitely going to change as you get older. I mean, you're going to look like you. But yeah, I mean, just with the way life works, your face might change a little here and there. Because that's what we do as we get older. We change a little bit here, there and everywhere. Um, but I would say that messing with your face to the point where it doesn't either move anymore or messing with it to a place where it it's now aging you drastically, like it's not making you look younger. I think that there's something that's got to be looked at there. But what I will also say, because of course, like I, like I always like to say here, we do not method shame the girls. So if you're going to go out there and get Botox or fillers or whatever it is that people are getting, because this was like a big conversation on Twitter um, about how young girls are doing it. Um, if you're going to do it and you feel like you are really young, um, I would say, girl, make sure you're going to a good doctor and make sure that the product is like top of the line um, and make sure that you maybe are being a little conservative about it. You know, leave some room in there for, for future Botox sessions. Don't dive deep all here at the beginning because, you know, your life, you have a lot of life ahead of you and you got to leave some some wiggle room in there for something. I don't know. Um 
This is also why we have to start sharing things with the girls that are younger than us. And we have to start them really young with like proper skincare and like the importance of taking care of yourself. Like you cannot drink soda and live off fast food and expect for, you know, your your epidermis, your skin to be glowing and doing all that you want it to do. Like them two things do not go together past a certain age. Of course, when you're a teenager, you could probably get away with it. Possibly, maybe, I don't know. Because when I was a teenager, I lived at Wendy's and you could probably stick a fork in me and I would spew out Dr. Pepper or sweet tea, right? Um, but then I also feel like as a teenager, my skin definitely reflected that. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was only once I committed to like living healthier that I feel like my skin got healthier as a whole. Um, so I don't know, but that was a huge conversation on Twitter. So someone talked to me about that. What is the Botox life like? How can people use it without abusing it? And how can you use it without it changing your face completely? Or is that just an inevitable? I don't know. Educate me. Someone share their experience. And I promise not to like, you know, take what you tell me and then like come up here and tell everybody your business. I promise. I promise. Well, I think that is it for us today. It's always so good catching up with you. Um, I think I choked on my spit for a second there. It's always so good checking up with you, catching up with you. Remember, when you're out, compliment someone. Make her day. Say something nice to her. You will be surprised how many women go days and days and days without out hearing anything nice about themselves. Remember, don't compete, don't compare, don't complain. What God has for you is for you. Never knock another woman's hustle, even if it's Botox. And I will talk to you all next time. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We're so excited for a new year. And I hope you found today's conversation to be helpful. Remember to rate and review the podcast. Um, Just quick note, I checked the analytics for this on Spotify and I appreciate you all. Like I had no idea. I mean, I had some of an idea, but I didn't have the whole idea. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate everyone for listening again this year. Um, and I can't wait for us to go on a new journey in 2023. Continuing our adventure, because I do have some Medispa things planned. Um, I have some things we're going to dry out. Nothing that involves, you know, permanent anything <laughs> coming off the heels of that Botox conversation. But we do have some exciting things we're going to try in 2023. Um, and we're also going to continue our focus on total wellness. So take today's conversation and... Let it bless you in some way. I cannot wait to talk to you again. Remember, if you need to reach out to me, you can do that at tfvfitness at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at tfvfitness. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. This won't be the last time we chat in 2022, but girl, I've got some holiday shopping to do, so it might be a few weeks before we reconvene, but definitely before Christmas, okay? Love you, girl. Bye.